welcome, 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 podcast listeners. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. That's me. Um, I've gone radio voice, real radio voice. Uh, this is your proper Budget Pedal Chap. This is what I usually sound like. Um, you are also here with Lee, Pedal Boards of Doom. Say hey, hi, Lee. Hi, that wasn't what I was christened. I wasn't christened, but you get the idea. There you go, then. That'll be why. Um... Be it why. is episode number 182. So, what other things have 182? What, uh, what? I, I, I'm led to understand there's that many blinks. Indeed. So, to, to christen this podcast, we are going to blink 182 times. Um, I'm sure we can, between us, we can do that. No, uh, so, before, before we um, even get into the podcast, favourite <laughs> Blink 182 song? Oh, what's my age again? Oh, yes. snap, I, high five. Although, I was kind of going between that and Carousel, but what's my age again is an absolute stone-cold jiggity jam. So, let's go for it. Officially christened the Fret Talk podcast. Best, um, best Blink-182 song is officially What's My Age Again. What's my age again? Uh, I'm I'm older than I think. Um, so no 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 no. You have to say it three times. You can't say it. You can't just say what's my age again. You have to say what's my age again. What's, what's my, my age again? What's my age again? You have to. No one likes you when you're 23. No one likes me anyway. <laughs> yeah. You were led to believe that 24 would be a golden era of people liking you, and it never happened. Um, <laughs> Damn you, Blink-182. Uh, so, yeah, this <laughs> yeah. is this is a podcast. Um, largely, it's not going to be about Blink-182. Um, but feel free in the comments below to put which your favourite Blink-182 song is. Um, because I would love to hear it. Hi, Peeps is not a Blink-182 song. Damn you, Andrew Bimson. Hi, Andy. Hi, yeah. Yeah, Luke. Say hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we've... We, We've got a podcast. Let's start it the way that we mean to go on. Um, what you been up to this week, Lee? You been up to anything uh, exciting? Mm, what have I been up to? Um, I haven't been making news. <laughs> you haven't been making news. Uh, is that like alluding to the fact that you will, or are you just? Is that a, a series of videos that you are now just largely not bothering with, or? <laughs> no. It sounds like I haven't been running naked through the streets and getting arrested and being on the local news or something, which I absolutely have been doing. But what I haven't been doing is doing the weekly news because I was ill last week and um, our good friend Lowell. Ah, yes. LOL. Um, LOL. He... Lol, George. <laughs> it really annoys me when people do that. Uh, you know when you tell a joke or something and sometimes it goes, Lol. And they mean it so sincerely, and you're just like, I'm going to punch you. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> clearly you're not actually laughing out loud, because that would... I'm here. Yeah, I mean, it would be a case of you actually laughing rather than deciding to make the uh, the expression, lol. Lol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yes. would be something. I mean, that, that, that would be something you'd need to go to a doctor about, that would. <laughs> lol. Lol. Um, no, I don't want to start doing that because if I start doing something involuntarily that I hate, I, yeah. oh, it will worse. become a habit, and then then you'll end up hating yourself just that little bit more. 
Um, but as, as your, we before we were your... sidetracked, we were saying how Lowell um, did last week's news, and it was action packed and full of excitement. Yeah, he he stepped up, didn't he? He did. He did. Yeah, very much at the last minute because um, last week I was extremely busy and I was like, I'm never going to get this done, never going to get this done. And I was hit with like this massive headache and feeling sick. And I was just like, I can't do this. The trouble with the news, listener uh, and viewer, is if you don't do it on on the day that you're releasing it, if you do it the day before, what's bound to happen, and this happened before, is some... Yeah, like a massive bit of news comes along and then you're like... Oh, where are you? Like one week behind the news, granddad. Exactly, because if you release it a week later, no one gives a a damn. So, (laughs) yeah, so of course, that's it. That's that's exactly it, isn't it? So, yeah, Lowell stepped up, and it's quite funny um, because he was like, "Okay, when does this need to be out?" And I was like, "Yeah, in like forty minutes." (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we had spoken about it previously during the day but he hadn't really kind of grasped it because low is about seven or eight hours behind us in time wise so when he was looking at it he was looking at it like from very dreary eyes like what's going on uh, and he's like yeah yeah i'll do that and it's like when's it need to be done man it's like yeah 40 minutes <laughs> so in the in the video he does rip on me a little bit and uh, I fully deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Maybe rip on him back. Yeah, this could be an ongoing feud. I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> in, gonna enjoy watching this. Yeah. A lot of what I've been up to this week I can't talk about. Um which sucks. It, it's like anguish. Because I, I've I've been talking to industry bobs and um, there's so much stuff I can't wait that's coming out and, and being released and um, and I can't tell you about any of it, not a bloody sausage. So yeah, my my week has been mostly taken up with that. I've started. I don't know if you can see behind me, but um, on my board there, this here is the top of the board is up oh I wonder, I wonder why it just looked like uh, some kind of like sea creature made of cables yeah well that, that's it so i'm uh, sorry i'm shouting now i hope everyone can hear me but these are the um the power cables i've unplugged them from the oh hang on it's gonna come off get back on there you bastard Get back on it, man builds pedalboard live on the radio. Right, um, but yeah, I'm attempting to stick my new power supply to the top or to the bottom of the lid, which is which pops up and down, so I can okay. make it really, really neat. And then I'm going to make a video of that. So I'll be making a, a video for everyone about my, my wonderful board, because it is... It's shit hot. It really is really, really good. So I'll be making a video about that for everyone. And... Um, yeah, that, that's going to be when it's all really nice and tidy. Because since we're building pedal boards for people now, my board's got to be really tidy. Yeah, you, you're kind of going to be judged on that now, aren't you? Yeah. So. I'm not even building the boards, man. <laughs> I mean, as long as I'm not dragged into this, because my, my boards are not what we'd call neat. It was no. a tea tray. It, yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, I've, I've upgraded... From the tea tray since then to uh, the little Marcus Deluxe um, 
like demo board, but I'm I am going to be further upgrading on that to the um the pedal shelf, I think he calls it. So it's essentially the same same size but with like a little shelf so I don't have to velcro every pedal that comes into my uh <laughs> my HQ workshop. You whatever You mentioned Velcro. Look at it, look at it, it's everywhere. It's loads of Velcro rolls and rolls of it. I mean, the, the problem is not that I've got uh, like a a lack of Velcro. I've got I've got Velcro. I have got Velcro for days. Not that this is a any kind of brag, but I've got Velcro. Velcro. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got Velcro. Um, the, you the ain't problem... got Velcro. You haven't got no Velcro. That's a double negative. Um, I know. <laughs> and it, so, it hurt my very soul to say it <laughs> so yes yes i don't have no velcro um but the the pedals that come into my um come into my headquarters or whatever we're calling this this room um they're not always uh mine they are sometimes sent for for demo that have to go back um and i feel a bit cheeky putting like horrible sticky marks on the back of a pedal that I've been generously um, given for demo. Um, so, do, do you know what, chap? Do you know what? I think I will let slip a little bit of what I've been doing because I don't think it's a very uh, big one. Um, but <laughs> That's fact, what you said. Actually, pun intended, it is a very big one. Let me show you. Oh, 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 I think I know what this is. I think I know what this is. Ta-da! Oh, yeah, Let's yo. See. So that is uh, a 1968 tone bender, Vox tone bender, made by Solar Sound for Vox. And this um, was uh, basically because of Brexit. <coughs> um a friend of mine, um, a colleague over at Tempedia, bought this so we can um, demo it because what we've been building on Tempedia is kind of like a museum of fuzz. So there's loads and loads and loads of... I'm sitting here clicking the button, sorry. Um, there's loads of really old um, pedals on there, so old muffs um, and hedgehogs and stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've got, we got, I think we've got a Mark 1, we've got a Mark 1.5, we've got a Mark 2, and this is a Mark 3. Um, I, I suppose you might call that the onomatopoeia um, kind of writing. It might not be, I don't know. Um, but uh, it's the black one for the listeners on the podcast with the um, orange writing. It's the one that's got the treble bass tone control. That does a lot. And um, because it was coming through my hands before it goes off to Tonepedia to be tone captured, I was like, I'm going to play that. And they were like, giving me extremely, um, extremely detailed uh, um, instructions of how to treat it because... (laughs) Even though, you know, that it's battered to shit and there's only three feet on it and so on and so forth, you don't want a two grand pedal getting any worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and it, it's uh, so I plugged it into my Marshall earlier. And what I've done is I've uh, basically filmed a reaction video, which will release in the coming weeks, um, of just me plugging it in and playing it for the very first time. So I've got my Les Paul, but it's got coil taps on, obviously for all the single coil like aficionados and these sort of things. And um, I chucked it in through my hundred watt Marshall, and I blasted the motherfucker. <laughs> And how was it? We have to watch the video. That was good. It was good. It was really, really good. I mean, I was, really? um, <laughs> it was fantastic. It really was. I was, um, when I first turned it on, I needed to whack up the volume. It was a little bit quiet. Um, mm-hmm. so like it sucked the tone quite a lot, but what it gave back in, in return, it was just amazing. I was so blown away by it. Um, th- there was something about the higher end sizzle on it, um, which didn't feel shit. You know, the, the frequencies that it hit were right. It was like, yeah. you know, when you get like these, like this little bit of sizzle on top and it just sounds like, I don't, I don't like that frequency. That's not very nice. You know, it's a bit grating. The yeah. higher end tones on it were, were very nice. Um, I don't know, but these are the these are the fuzzes we grow up listening to. You know, this the this very fuzz may well have been on some albums. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, there completely. Isn't, there isn't a million of them, is there? Um, I don't know. Oh, I don't know the production details, but uh, yeah, I assume I assume especially that that like year of fuzz they'll have only made a certain amount. Um. It segues mm. on quite well into what I've been doing this week as well, actually, Mr. Lee. And it's something that will be coming out on the Pedalboards of Doom YouTube channel next week. Like, If you're listening to this podcast, it will have been out the Wednesday before. But if you're listening to it live, it will be out next week. So I was given on loan um a accurate recreation of the tone bender funnily oh, enough right. which one <laughs> uh i'm not entirely sure uh it's two transistor i think so earlier uh, two transistor i think i think oh, damn i've written so much on these and they all start to blur in uh okay if i'm wrong uh correct us so um Damn, I wish our lad was here. I think it's a 1.5. I think the two transistor is the 1.5, and that's because the 1.5 was basically the same as a fuzz face. Yeah. Um, Does that sound I mean, right to you? Fucked if I know, mate. I'll just play the play the phone things. <laughs> um, so this this is a um, like quite an accurate recreation to the point where um, the company who makes them um mustard effects um they got the original dies for the um for the enclosures and oh have used that so it's heavy as anything it's like built like a tank it's really like thick solid walls uh and it's using uh like old uh mustard caps and some vintage transistors um and it's a, it's all very very kind of 
as accurately recreated as possible. Um, and so much so that it, it only takes a battery, it doesn't take a, a 9 volt adapter, which we're in. Uh, so yeah, that that's something I had a bit of trouble with on this because I had to charge up my my uh, good old trusty rechargeables, um, and then I was like, "Is there any reason that I shouldn't use rechargeable batteries on this? Because they're so bloody delicate. You've yeah. got to think about everything. It's like, does this put out more than nine volts when you first plug it in? Is that going to mess it up? Um, so I wasn't a hundred percent sure, um, but physics would suggest that it'll be alright because it's a drive. But what one of the things I had to do is if you look at um, if you look at a normal nine volt battery like here, yes, and um, just waiting for myself to catch up. Oh no, here. Sorry, <laughs> I'm at the wrong camera. Um, let me zoom out a little bit. The big bit is much more extended on this one so yeah you can see this one's much more flowered out on the big adapter and that's because on the original tone benders they they can be prone to get stuck the um the smaller bit on it ha is kind of like tapered at the top a bit like a mushroom and um if you put it on there and try and pull it off it's liable to actually pull the little bit off mm. and then suddenly your two grand pedal is worth 50p so <laughs> Yeah, so I've uh, had to um, attack this with a, a pair of pliers to... Um, Ease it off to, a little. Yeah, open the flower, as it were. Um, God, everything I say in today sounds pervy, and it's completely <laughs> unintentional. <laughs> it really is. Um, just, just go with it, Lee. Just go with it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, also, it's weird. You know, the, like, the connector is normally, like, one connector... And it's got both bits on it. For what is this? Sorry? For the 9 volt battery, the clip. It's like one clip and it fits perfectly onto there and it's lined up. Yes, perfectly. yeah, yeah. Well, on that, you've got two different clips. Okay. And one for each. And they've got like um, uh, like a cork sort of chamfer around, chamfer around it. Um, but they're too big. Oh, to fit so, over a modern 9-volt battery. Yeah, so when you put one on one side, you can't get the other one on the other side. So I had to connect it so as good as I possibly could and yeah. then just um, put a bit of tape on it. Like, So I used a bit of a good old-fashioned masking tape so it wouldn't damage the... because it wouldn't leave residue or anything along those lines. And yeah, I made yeah. sure I dealt with it quickly. But what a ball ache. <laughs> yeah, all of this for vintage tone, eh? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that that's coming out on the No Talk All Tone uh, this week. Because um, it's two transistor, it was quite, I'd say quite low gain. It was low gain for a fuzz. Um, there was, like, plenty more to push it. Um, but because of that, putting it through a driven signal sounded absolutely just sublime. It sounded really fantastic. Um and again, it was one one of those demos where I was meaning to demo because it's a it's a two two knob um, drive. Uh, sorry, like a it's two knob fuzz pedal. So I'm like, yeah, that should take about five minutes. Like I was 15 minutes into the uh, into the demo, realizing shit, I've got to uh, 
<laughs> Got to end this sometime soon. Uh, so I had to do a bit of editing on that one as well. Um, yeah, I I knew that I once I plugged it in, I wasn't gonna stop playing it for a while. Um, mm. Do you know what, man? Do you know what really hurt? Was it, it arrived yesterday morning, and yesterday at work I was just like super super busy, uh, and then my wife had to go out of work in the afternoon, so I kind of set it all up to play it yeah. and I thought right I'll get a quick play in it and I'll, I'll video it got everything set up with about 10 5 10 minutes to go and then um, I stood there like nothing's working oh my god it's broken until I realised I had to put a battery in it because I, <laughs> I knew already I had to put a battery in it but I was rushing around so much yeah. I forgot and I was like what's going on and then I was like oh so I haven't got time to put a battery in it so it was just sat on my desk all night and there's me like yeah, womp, womp, womp. yeah, riding a horse. So, um, yeah, I, I was just sat indoors, like twiddling my thumbs, thinking, you know, I want to go and play that pedal. And then I got in this morning, and then I had meeting after meeting after meeting, and um, my power um, over at Tampedia Red Lad saying, Have you tried it yet? Have you sent it out to me? Have you tried it yet? And I'm like, <laughs> No. And then this afternoon, I had a chance to play it, but it, I was supposed to send it out today, so I hope he's not watching. <laughs> but yeah yes um yeah uh I, i'll get that sent out tomorrow morning um and um forever be lost of that lovely mark three tone bender that is the oldest pedal in this room at the moment and there are some old pedals in here i mean i i've not really tried many uh vintage things i think probably old boss is all i've tried yeah, I, I think my crown in all the pedals I've got is my old C2. It's, I don't know if it's the oldest. I don't think it is the oldest. I think my SD1's the oldest, but the C2 is just phenomenal. It yeah. Sounds so good. Hopefully something we can uh, explore a little bit more um, as the as the podcast matures and we get some uh, get some contacts with some... Rather tasty vintage gear, but hey ho. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much what's happening this week. Uh, I do want to give a quick side uh, side note shout out to this plectrum. Oh, this one. Looks it's nice. it's not it's not new. I've had it for uh, I had it before Christmas, but I, I had like a bunch of them um, from Trident's picks through uh, in like a bundle, and I've been like playing through them, playing through them. I've been uh, I've like, gravitated towards this one, and you, like usually, if I've got my trusty jazz three, this is this is where the magic happens. This one, if I've got the, this trusty jazz three kicking about, I'll just like instantly gravitate towards that because mm. it's it feels like home. Um, this has been knocking that off the top spot this week. This, this you have has to been... send me one over, man, because as you can see. It's They're all jazz through. Indeed, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd, I need to uh, have a chat with our, our chap at Trident to find out what uh, what material this is. It feels like um like a harder plastic, but like I, I thought one of mine was uh like a like a black resin, and it turned out that was bone. So, oh sorry, um buffalo horn. <laughs> yes, well done, Lee. You can use it as a monocle. Um, 
I reckon. <laughs> you said that really weird. A monocle? monocle? Indeed, it was a, it was a question. Um, so, we've, we've got a fair bit of news to get through this week because, again, we're kind of tailing off the end of uh, NAM 2021. But before Dude, we do that... Do us a favour. Go on. Send us over the uh, picture of the, um, the, the teams. I don't think I've got it. I can't do that. Because I'm on the internet talking oh. to people. Oh, uh, is it? Have we got it somewhere? Yeah, you will have it. Yeah, I've sent it in our group chat, mate. <sighs> right. This is a, for the listeners and the and the viewers. This is a little peek behind uh, the curtain uh, as uh, to uh, uh, <laughs> it's a it's a peek behind the curtain as to which one of us is organised and sends ahead of time, and then which one of us is Lee. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, this. I mean, this is this first group. So this is uh, we group D versus H, um, and this is this group is quite a quite a hot one. This one, like in terms of the the groups, you could you could usually kind of guess what what would be uh, what would be the forerunners, but this one. So we've got. Uh, the Paul Cochran Timmy. Uh, we've got the Clon Centaur. We've got the Analog Man King of Tone. And we've got the Digitech Grunge. So all of those are absolute gems right there. Each and every one of those pedals. And I shall hear nothing about it. All of those are considered modern classics. Uh, oh, I've gone off the stream. That's Good. gonna be gonna be very important here, isn't it? So, oh, Yeomans has been getting back into nylon point seven three Dunlop plectrums again. Um, Yay! I mean, that, that's it's not right, but <laughs> it's like breaking breaking news. God, indeed. <laughs> I mean, when I first uh, when I first met him and we we uh, played guitar together, um, he was using those. Um, uh, those nylon, like big grey nylon picks. Um, and he's, oh, what, he's like really thin ones that bend? Yeah, they do bend. Yeah, yeah. like I mean, nylon, nylon tends to bend anyway, doesn't it? Uh, so, um, sorry, Bimson's saying he's never played any. So, Clon and King of Tone? Question mark. So he's thrown his hat into the ring straight away. Right. Okay. Um, sorry, I, I was think just looking to see if I had one of those. It would be. Oh look, there's the there's the groups. Nice. Uh, so it would be so Timmy and Grunge just for laughs. Uh, <laughs> good on you, Yemen. Good on you. Good on you. And you know, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna throw another one to the Grunge. So uh, that's two really? for the Grunge. I am gonna throw another one to the Grunge, and I'm gonna Both go. Clon and the King of Tone. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go for the Timmy and the Grunge again. So, Timmy and Grunge have got two. King of Tone and uh, Clon have got one. This needs to happen now. This this Grunge needs to get through. Come on. No way. Come, Not a Come chance. on, Grunge. Come on, Grunge. Right. 
come if on, you are, sense, right? If you the are in the chat. Is, uh, and the King of Tone are... Uh, like, the Timmy's a great pedal. The Grunge is... Yeah, I, I want one. But there aren't many pedals that I don't. Um, but the... <sighs> The Clon and the King of Tone are two of the most influential, iconic pedals of of the last 30 years. But how good what, would it what be? What butts can there possibly be? There, there ain't no big butts here. <laughs> and I cannot lie. Yeah, it's got to be the Clon and the King of Tone. The Timmy is a really, really important pedal. Really, really important pedal. And, you know... Were the King or the King of Tone or the Clon possibly almost any other pedal, then you know it'd be like the Clon and the Timmy or the King of Tone and the Timmy. But um, you, you, I can understand someone maybe swapping one of them out for the Timmy, but the Grunge. Yeah, let's do it. Let, I mean, no. we are currently sitting at two, two for two on all of them, aren't we? Um, so we're at a bit of a stalemate. We need uh, Anthony Flisher, who's watching. You need to you need to speak some <laughs> sense in, into this man. You need to bring the grunge up onto the into the pantheon of great pedals. Anthony, uh, um, I I will um, give folks in Guitar Shop a shout out for his support on the Clon and the KT KOT. <laughs> I mean, Anthony Flisher is not is not a cheap man. He's not he he cannot be bought with simple shout outs. Yeah, but he's also uh, got a bit he, of common sense as well. You know, he, he's gonna he's gonna vote the right way. <laughs> Besides, we shall I know see. where he works. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is true. Not that anyone can go there at the minute, <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check. Are we just streaming in Pedal Wars of Doom, or were we in Fret Talk as well? Uh, no, um, I just went through to Pedalboards of Doom today because oh. we were a little bit late, weren't we? Because we had, some, I had some issues. Um, if if the grunge gets through, Yeomans has guaranteed that he will double his Patreon money. So, well, no, this need, this needs to happen. All right, let's leave that up. And uh, do you want Decent. to discuss uh, number two uh, group, group, whatever it is? Um, yeah, this uh, now th- this one's got to be a bit more difficult, I, I think, because there's not really. I don't know. I don't know. There's not really two that are screaming out to me here. So the, the group H in the final group. <laughs> I was like, is that, is that you? Nick? Hear that? Uh, is that the the group group uh, H? Do you, do you, oh, I'll make you laugh for it. Like, Go on. Their their gate, their fence is right by the door to my studio, and they're greyhounds. And every every like maybe once a fortnight, I walk out and the dog's face he's climbed up to the fence and his dog's face is there and he goes <laughs> right in my ear, frightens the living Jesus out of me, uh, and I'm like fucking dog. <laughs> and the, the neighbours always say, and I'm like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Crying inside. So I mean, Yeomans has, has put his um, put his votes in early on this one. Let let me at least announce them first, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got the Dallas Arbiter for Fuzzface. Um, I know there's Silicon and Germanium versions. Choose whichever one's your favourite. It's okay. Uh, Ibanez Echo Shifter, which is the the delay that's got the kind of slider in the centre rather than the uh, uh, concentric knobs. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the Roger Mayer Octavio. And the Vox V847, which is the uh, the beautiful looking, uh, like sil- silvery chrome top war. Um, we've got oh, we've got uh, Bimson coming in with the fuss face and the Octavio again. So that's that's a twofer. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm going to follow suit. Yeah, I don't, I don't see how you could do, choose anything else. This is a pretty simple one for me, to be honest. Over the uh, the war that Hendrix used. It's. Um, I had one and it wasn't good. Mm, I mean, Not, I like was a lot, um, but I had one and um, I quickly sold it. I'm going to say user error here rather than. Well, I've got a word I modded myself as Crybaby and I, I modded it quite heavily and it is beautiful. Um, and then when I got like this standard basic vox thing through and i was like ah this is going to be amazing i'm really really pleased i'm getting it and i was like well that was dog shit so um yeah it could be a user error but i in comparison to the wild i've got it just yeah and i love playing with war you know you know getting all the zach wild sort of things going yeah zach wild's uh quite a heavy user of war but his tone before the war is like super super compressed anyway so it's it's uh, it's quite a strange really really focused tone the uh the Zachar tone chorus on it as well I, lo- I love it it is so cool and, and then he's just like this like metal metronome he's just fucking awesome oh he's he's like his picking technique is second to none isn't it really it's phenomenal isn't it it really is when we were younger, all we, all of us just wanted to be Zach Wild. It was like, got to learn how to do the pinched harmonic on the third fret of the E string. Got to learn that. Yeah. <laughs> Did we just do like a um, an air guitar moment there? A synchronised pinched harmonic, yeah, yeah. We um, just had a Bill and Ted moment. <laughs> indeed, yeah. Our first one in 182 episodes. Um <laughs> So it's looking like whatever I choose, it doesn't matter at the moment. Um, I was going to go with Fuzz Face because I think the Fuzz Face is... I mean, it was so important that when we did our top five video, I uh, I had that one. Um, and I called it the Ubiquitous Discus, um, which uh, <laughs> Lel really enjoyed. Um, I'm not entirely sure on the Octavio, though. Really not not sure. Like Octave Fuzz is okay, yeah. It's it's all good. For for those who are in the comment section and they can see uh, Pedalboards of Doom um, posting, that is not I. That is not Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. That is LOL. Or LOL. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, LOL, do us a favour, man. Come on, come vote. in on this. Give us two yeah. from the top and two from the bottom. That's it. Vote for the grunge, please. Vote for the grunge. It's Don't it's in the, the it's grunge. in the balance. He bloody will vote, vote as well, won't he? He will. You can do it, man. You can do it because he you is make... Rando, Macho Man, Randy Savage. Indeed. And what is more, what is more Randy than the grunge? Yes, that's what I said. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna go for the first face in the war, but. It's it's largely um, semantics at the moment because unless there's a big tidal wave of people coming and choose something else, then it's 
a wasted vote, isn't it? But it does mean that the first face takes the winner's spot within that group. And I think the way that I'm going to do the next round, that will matter. Marcus Darby, grunge, get in, get in, get in. Yeah. So, <sighs> so uh, Marcus, can you give can you give us a second choice as well? Because um, say, yeah, say it again, from, say it again. Two from Group D, two from Group H, Marcus. Same same with you, Lol. Yeah. So we've got we've got one more for the grunge. Uh, the rest are on uh, on level pegs at the moment. So whatever you do. We'll go through essentially, unless uh, Marcus and Lowell um, argue on this. Then it's then it will go down to a decider, which I will. Uh, I'll have to go get a coin. <laughs> For me, it's the Grunge and the King of Tone and the Fuzz Face and the Octavio. So it looks like the King of Tone. You're like and the... do it. you're like do it for me, and I'm like guys, just do it for the Nookie. The Nookie. It's all yeah. So you can take that cookie or something and stick it up your yeah. Stick, I mean, <laughs> limp biscuit. It's just really, really bad. I know. I love limp biscuit. You know, Wes Borland was fucking awesome, man. A great guitarist. Really, really, really strange, but really great. What? Yeah, I mean, there, there were some interesting riffs, and and it was taking guitar in a different different way. You cannot, you cannot excuse the lyrics of Fred Durst. Some of them, yeah, I, absolutely. Um, but things like uh, Boiler Room and stuff like that were really good. Um, yeah, I, and and some of them were just songs to get off your tits on. You know, like go to a club, and we, we used to go to a club in all the time, uh, and it was just like get absolutely not rolling. Rolling is an excuse, but rolling is a horrendous song. But you know, um, my generation and uh, what was Mission Impossible one? Um, uh, what was it called? Yeah, it was. Uh, I can't break remember. stuff. Break stuff was. Oh, I love moshing to that. But, but break stuff. The words. The words. <laughs> just one break of those your days. Fucking face tonight. I mean, it's, yeah. it's basic. It's basically, it's basically like Sesame Street after dark, isn't it? These rhyming. Sesame Street after dark. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, yeah. Yobins is saying the only thing he liked about Limp Bizkit was that the Undertaker used rolling uh, as entrance music, and, and like legit as WWE entrance music. Fine. Was it when WWE you... at that time? Probably wasn't. Uh, was it? No, it weren't actually. Yeah, because they had the the uh, the PlayStation games like SmackDown and SmackDown Two. Shut your mouth. Uh, <laughs> Live, laugh, limp biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No. Um, I I can't. I cannot excuse the the lyricism of Fred Durst. Do you know? Do you know what? I, I think one of the big things for me uh, with it was uh, my cousin. We, we, you know, we grew up as really, really, really good friends, and he was always a little bit chavvy. Um, and you know, I wasn't, and I really wanted him to get into, you know, into the rock stuff. And Limp Biscuit was the fi- the thing that kind of like started getting in, him into it, and then he started to find Ramstein and that sort of thing. 
but it was something I enjoyed with him as well. Uh, and, okay. and he was a big wrestling fan as well. And obviously Fred Durst used to turn up on the wrestling games and, and even uh, I think he played at Wrestle, they played at WrestleMania and stuff like that. And we, we'd watch Raw every Friday night and stuff like that. So it was like, yeah, it was cool. I do believe that Fred Durst was a playable character in one of the SmackDown uh, series. I don't know if it was just one. Yeah, but Triple H had Motorhead. Of course he did. It's all about the game. <laughs> <laughs> Limp Biscuits lyrics are as bad as Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean... Oh, man, I love the chilies. Uh, <laughs> he has to live... Uh, Ollie's just killing it again. Like, Fred Durst doesn't need your excuses. He has to live as Fred Durst every day. <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> we got to get low on the podcast. It is so I mean, funny. For that, I, I can't rag on him anymore because he, uh, he's got enough on his plate as uh, Fred Durst. Um, so, from, from, our, uh, from our World Cup of Bedals, we have got... Do you want to go through the, the entire list to, to say what we've got so far? Have you got them up? Do you know what? I can, excuse me, young man, I, I can do that because, um, watch this, I can even do it with one click. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Go on. Bollocks. It's... Didn't work. The build up. From the top of my head. Uh, I can do it, I can do it. It's just, on, it didn't on. work quite as, um, quite as smoothly as I was planning. Go on. Okay. I have so, to look at them. I'll talk to them? you. I'll, I'll, I'll read out the list and then you tell us the winners, yeah? It's all right. I can, okay. do, I can do it from this because you've 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 un, unmuted it all. So we've got the Dodd 250 and the Whammy uh, from Group A. From Group B, we've got the Big Muff and the Ibanez TS9. From Group C, we've got the Blue Box, Boo, Woo! and the Crybaby. What from about group... the Mojo Mojo? Did that go through? It didn't know, unfortunately. So um, can you just repeat that? Did the Mojo Mojo go through on that? On uh, that sorry, I've got to do Group D, which is <laughs> the uh, Analog Mag King of Tone and the Grunge, the Digitech Grunge. I can't believe that. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Group E has got the Solar Tone Bender and the Range Master, the Dallas Arbiter Range Master. Group F has given us the Holy Grail by Electro Harmonics and the MXR Phase 90. Group G is the Hoff and the Flashback by TC Electronics. And Group H is the Dallas Arbiter Fuzz Face and the Roger Mayer Octavio. So those are our, um, our knockout round finalists. And he's um, uh, crying about the SY1 again. <laughs> and I don't blame him, he's right. I mean, you know what I'm going to do though? Um, I'm going to put in the pedal boards of doom group a poll for all of the losers and we're going to have a miscongeniality uh so the kind of the viewer's choice of the losers sandra bullock and was that it was yeah so it's going to be the sandra bullock of the pedal world uh so, so we <laughs> we're going to have a poll uh probably uh probably the start of next week go up in pedal boards of doom and it is going to have all of those losing pedals, and we're going to have basically like the the runner up prize uh, for the the like the the viewers' choice. Right. Um, and then... you know what you got to do, son. You know what you got to do. You've got to petition for this man. You've got to share this out and and really make a uh, make a make a song and dance about it. You could I make mean... a song. 
it is a guitar pedal after all. I mean, with with pedals like the Timmy and the the Plon Centaur against it, I don't think it's going to get a look in. If I'm honest, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know oh, what? Dear. Good luck. Good luck with the SY one. I'm interested to know what pedals uh, people think we missed from this. What should have been included? Indeed. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty sure I spoke about this uh, with you. I might have spoken about it on the podcast as well. But this has been such great fun. But in 2022, when we do uh, the 2022 um, pedal board, uh, sorry, the pedal boards of doom slash fret talk pedal world cup, we will get, um, we will get like viewers choice for all of them. Uh, so we'll get, yeah, we're going to get, get it so that the group decides which pedals go in. Um, it's like a robot. We'll we'll put some suggestions in ourselves, but we'll 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 get it as as more of a democracy next time. Yeah. Uh, and he's now going on about the plethora <laughs> And Lau's going on about Sandra Bullock movies. <laughs> the nets. No, the I, net. I don't. I do I tell you what I do remember and I really love is Hackers. What, what sorry? a great film that is. Hackers. That with um Angelina Jolie. Yeah, where she looks like a Vulcan. Okay. Interesting. I, I know why well, it's on your list of things to watch now. I don't actually um rate her as i think she's a good actress but you know when people were like everyone's going oh she, she she's like the prettiest thing since i don't know kissing your brother or something i'm like no 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 not for me no, no kissing so, your brother is well hot yeah but um <sighs> no i thought i thought we've um dressed her up like a star trek character would uh would get you uh, see what you're saying Get your motor running and all that jazz. Do you want to do some news? Come on, let's let's rather than be sidetracked by Sandra Bullock and surrounding actresses, um, let's do some news because it, it, it's been now. So news, news. Yes, there is what? tons of stuff. Uh, we covered some of it last week. Obviously, um, there's been some other things. We've uh, which one do you want to cover first? Well, seeing as we've got him here, we might as well do the uh, the. The new Earthquaker Devices pedal because ah our good friend Lowell has released a, a demo video for this on pedal boards of doing very recently. So the the Astral Astral Destiny is it called? Yep. Ast, Astral Destiny. Uh, so you, essentially it's a reverb, but it's a reverb that's aimed at people who want to go cray cray with their reverb. Uh. So it's a multi-mode. It's an eight-mode um, reverb, I think, but it's also got eight presets as well. So yeah, it's quite uh, cool, isn't it? Quite clever. Yeah. So um, let's go through the um, the the modes because it gives you a bit of a, a a bit of an understanding as to what what it's all about. So you've got uh, the abyss, which is basically just a big, expansive-sounding reverb. Uh, Shimmer, which is an, an octave up. Sub, which is an octave down. Sub shimmer, which no prizes for guessing what this one does. It does both. Uh, you've got ascend, which does like a glissando effect upwards, like altering the pitch upwards. You've got the descend, which does a, does a whatever the opposite of glissando. <laughs> there you uh, go. There's a picture of it for everyone. 
there you go lovely um and you've got cosmos which uh blends in a fifth um which is one of the least offensive um intervals so it kind of gives us a power cord isn't it it is yeah yeah but because it's a perfect interval it tends to work in most situations there's only that one one note within a scale where it's a little bit off, but it's all good. Um, we, we're not here for the music theory. We're here for the EQD. Nugget. EQD. Yeah, shimmer setting. <laughs> the sub shimmer is the Sandra Bullock of the settings. There we go. <laughs> so what I found from uh, watching um, Lowell's demo he did on this, which was... I, I found it was a much more in-depth video than others I'd seen. So what he did was he went through each of the settings and then showed you what the stretch button sounded like on it. So what the stretch does is it basically doubles the time of the repeats, yeah. um, which is super cool. Um, um, so he, he basically went through Abyss, then he put a stretch <laughs> on, then he did Shimmer, put a stretch on, he stretched the Abyss. He stretched, and then the sub, sub shimmer, and, and, and all the different bits and pieces. Didn't go through the different presets for them, but you can save them yourself. But he did say he'd uh, approach that in the um, in another video. He also said that ascend and descend are Fred Durst's favourite settings. Uh, no, they are the Fred Durst no. settings. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's got an expression out, which you can then control all the depth, rate, tone, and mix. But what Lowell did is he, he went through them all, and then he put some drive through them and showed you which ones work best with drive. What I found from watching this was basically it was a multi-shimmer pedal. It's not just yeah. a reverb. It, it, everything was some sort of shimmer. Yeah, like aside from the, the Abyss, which is uh, the the clean, big reverb, Um Everything, everything has some form of um, octave effect on it, so it is. It is very, um, very gazy, isn't it? In terms of like the the verb style that it's going for. Um, but I, I was digging it actually. I, 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 from the description, I thought this is going to be something that like irks the irks the boomer <laughs> boomer dad rock in me. Uh, but it weren't. It was. It was. It was quite pleasant and. Um, and Lowell did a really good job of it, actually. So, high five that, man. Yeah, well done, Lowell. <laughs> right. Indeed. Uh, yeah, that, that does look really, really cool. Um, what are we going for next? Uh, let's have a look. Uh, we're going to go for the Miyavi Mi- uh, telly. Okay. Um, you that. haven't got a picture, have you? You've not got a picture. Uh, so the the Myavi, M-I-Y-A-V-I, the Myavi telly is a Japanese exclusive telly. Um, and essentially, it's kind of like uh, a telly... Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sounded like the, uh, the guy out of Trapdoor then. <laughs> yeah, or at the end of Danger Mouse. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, possibly voiced by the same person. Um, so uh, it's it's essentially like the telly version of the Ed O'Brien Strat. So where it was like mini humbucker, uh, sorry, like single coil sized humbucker, uh, single coil, and then sustainer pickup. This is exactly that. So it's it's almost exactly. Uh, the same stuff as well so it's a, a little 59 lip sorry lil 59 in the bridge uh pure vintage uh strap pickup in the center 
and then in the center in the middle position and then the sustain the driver in the neck which um sorry this is it sustain sustaining sustainiac so or is it? you get sustainer and you get sustainiac um they're both they are both things the brand yeah both brand brand new names I so use, it's one of i use a sustainer um on my bernie and I've used it for years, and I would strongly recommend anyone to have one of them. They're fantastic. They're the ones made by Fernandez, aren't they? The uh, the right. sustainer. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's one of these. I think it's the sustainer because I I would would have written down sustainiac otherwise, possibly, um, which works very similar way. So you've got the the standard mode, and then you've got like the subharmonic. Sorry, the the harmonic mode, and then like the blend of the two. So it's got like three different modes on it for your sustain. Can you tell me anything about this trim? Because it looks particularly strange. I can, yes. <laughs> it's funny, you should ask. Uh, so this this I, is I knew the, you would know. I just thought I'd put it in there to make the it It's the Maverick Super, really Super V trim, <laughs> which is... <laughs> That's it. You cut yeah. out. Uh, so, yeah... Fernandez sustainer back in back in the day has a good guitar. Lel's Lel's used them before. I, I've used them before. Um, only very, um, very briefly. I, I played a, a Fernandez. Uh, is it the Revolver, which is kind of like their weird Les Paul? It is. It is. I'm pretty sure the Fernandez. What the guy in um, Velvet Revolver used one. Uh, the guy yes. who wasn't Slash. It's like an offset, isn't it? Like a Les Paul, but offset. Yeah, it's it's quite. It's really hard to describe, but I think it is. So it's something like that. It's either the revolver or the, like the something beginning with R. Maybe I don't know. I can't remember uh, but what he... came first. Whether that came out first and then I got mine, or whether I got mine and that came out first. But that was it was a, like a. A bit of an overlap of it, and uh, yeah. I think I'd put my deposit down on the guitar, um, yeah. and um, yeah, I was really, really pleased because when Velvet Revolver came out, I was like, "These are awesome," and then we lost Scott. Which sucks. I mean, that that happened a long time after Velvet Revolver had disbanded. Yeah, but still, they were good. I really no, 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 because they kept splitting up and then getting back together, and then I suppose. That that then led to the reunion of Guns N' Roses eventually. Might not have happened if yeah. Soviet Revolver was still going. Indeed. Um, I mean, it's not the worst thing Slash has done. So, yeah. I mean, they they were, I don't know, they were just a, a bit generic for me. I don't think, I didn't really, didn't really get it. I mean, I listen to slither because it was on all of the rock radio of the time uh it was it was all right but great song that uh, it's a great riff yeah the riff's all right the riff's all right i'll, so I'll give you that it's like every time you drop to the drop d you gotta play it it's it's that sort of um thing isn't it really yes yes i go into drop d all of the time <laughs> i think that's Drop C. Nice, nice. Uh, so, yeah, this uh, me Telly anyway. Uh, so, the Maverick Super V Trem is essentially a, a Telly 3 saddle bridge, but with a Trem. 
So does it uh, bend, the, bend the strings underneath or something? No, it's just like a strut trem. The the bass moves, oh, but it's okay. it's got the three saddles. So you're getting the kind of traditional heli tone of the brass saddles, but also with the wiggliness of a strut trem. Okay. Um, I'm not entirely sure how much I trust it because. Um, like strat drums don't stay in tune the best at, at like most of the time, and they've got decent bridges. Can, like I, the be, can I be that, that dickhead who goes, No, oh, well, if you get it set up properly, it'll be all right. <laughs> oh, it probably will, it probably will. And coming from Fender Japan, it's probably going to be the best possible crack that you can have at this uh, this weird ass trem system. It's interesting, it's a bit of a talking point. I saw today. For me, the guitar is dead. Gone. Sorry, I saw saw a marketplace today that there was a a Japanese uh, telly in black near me, and it was like seven hundred quid. And I was just like, "Oh man, a few weeks back, I would have got that." It's um, yeah, but you know, such is life. Yeah, I've seen a few things come up on the marketplace recently that I've had to. Be still my beating wallet. Um, oh, Sean, Sean Mack of um, Sugar Ray Licks uh, asked, uh, can it take a Pete Townsend beating? No. Next question. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 yeah I'd say no. Yeah, probably not. Uh, so, uh, Pete I think Townsend asked... in his prime? Probably not. Pete Townsend now, maybe? That's it, yeah. He's a much gentler man these days, and he's yeah. um, got less less of that raw, youthful energy about him. Hmm. So, a uh, big talking point last few days. Uh, well, I said last few days. They hit last night. Should we, should we uh, talk about these universal uh, audio pedals? Do we have to? Yeah. Cause they, I, mean, they... I mean, yes, we should. Yes, completely. Like, I mean, largely, it's it's something that I'm not particularly caring about. But let's go for it. Go on. Universal right. audio. Okay, I've, we've got to talk about the most important thing here, and that is that one of the pedals has what is a rip-off of the Sega logo. And I love it? it for that reason. <laughs> go on, go on, share. <laughs> share it. I'll have a look. Yeah, it's up on the screen. It, the Astra basically says Astra, but not oh, like Voxel yeah, Astra. In... It says it like Sega. It does, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I was thinking that, Calling something the Astra is is asking for trouble because the Voxel has has long since cemented that as a as a title. Yeah, uh, I suppose they didn't call it the Vectra. That would have been worse. That's it. Yeah, or the uh, <laughs> the Amiga. That's it. Well, actually, Amiga would be quite a cool name. But um, yeah, the fact that they've done so the Astra is the multi modulation. The Golden is the uh, multi reverb unit, and the Starlight is the delay. Um, I've watched demos of them, and I've got to say that delay is one of the best sounding delays I've ever heard. So this is the oh my god, what's it called? This uh, Starlight Echo. Yep. Yeah. Echo sh- shifter or something like that. The tape on that. So the tape setting on that sounded yeah. real. It, it, it no pissing about. It sounded real. I was absolutely blown away by it. And being Universal Audio, they could have charged whatever they wanted, and people would have paid it. If they charged eight hundred pounds each pedal, people would have paid it. And they're only charging three hundred and fifty quid for these, which is still a lot of money. 
But <laughs> you can you could hear me winding up there, can you? Yeah, there's there's still a lot of money, right? I, I get you, yeah. but yeah, they didn't go. Okay, let's just put them on for a grand each, and they could have. They really easily could have done that. And I mean, they they're getting they're getting some blowback on it already. There were there are some people who are who are saying that this is too much for the feature set that you get. Well. Um, the the only thing I feel they're really missing is MIDI. That was an oversight, um, a big oversight considering it's got presets. But it, you know it is what it is. Um, they are based off of their very very popular um, plugins as well, and that's something that gets me a little bit. But you know, it, it, if, if they say it is what it is, they are what they are, and if you buy them, you buy them. But that delay that is on the start light that tape delay that is the closest i've ever heard to tape delay without it being tape and i've played like some really really nice tape delays and you know that it was just unbelievable absolutely unbelievable i was really impressed how does it compare to um Say, are we because around that price point, you're talking like the Strymon stuff, aren't you? And I, and I know the the Strymon, uh, Strymon reverbs and delays, and then they're, they're not recent. They they've been out for quite a while, but they are industry standards, aren't they? <laughs> it, I, I, I can't say it again, really, um, without sounding a little bit like a. Penai, but it is the best sounding delay emulation of a tape delay I've ever heard. So, when you're saying how does it compare to other stuff, that that's the answer I think. Well, you reckon the sound quality alone will will take it that's what, over the convenience? That's what we buy these. Oh, I see what you're saying, but that is what we buy these for effectively, isn't it? Is because we want. <laughs> we want to get the best sounds. Um, the, these might end up being like the um, the next Strymons. You know, you used to get the Strifector of their delay, their reverb and their modulation. Well, that's what this is. It's a reverb, delay, and modulation. There's no diving into menus and anything. Everything's on the top and it's got presets on it. Um, what they could have done is they could have done what Vox did on their latest pedal, which you know the ones with the little screens. Yes, yeah, yeah. They had a feature where you could plug them into each other and they responded to each other. So um, you would use like a TRS, mini TRS jack, like headphone jack, uh, female, uh, male to male, and you would just plug them in. And then when you turned one on, it would turn the other off and turned it into like a little switcher. They could have done something similar to that or they should have just put MIDI in it. I was going to say, like, <laughs> MIDI would have solved that problem, wouldn't it? Because yeah. it... You're not saying that when you turn one on, you want the other one off because these aren't drive pedals. They are there's a reverb, a delay, and a modulation, and and realistically, you could want all of those on at once. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I was just suggesting they could have done something like that, not exactly that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, like the 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 want would be for something a little bit more complex and a little bit more involved, which would be MIDI. Which is the thing that they um, decided to omit. I don't know, I'm playing, playing with the devil's avocados here. Sorry. We've got a question um, 
Uh, it's not what? about these. Um, but uh, let me just pop this one off so we can think. But yeah, I, I, I quite like them. <laughs> but uh, basically, Lowell said, uh, high quality audio that goes in uh, before the name goes on, Joyo. Um are you trying to say that they're Jojo pedals that are rebranded? Because I don't think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I mean, Jojo do make some pretty decent pedals. I know they are fam- uh, like f- famous for ripping off other pedals. Um, Let me tell you something. Give me two seconds. But uh, basically... Do you know the history of Universal Audio? Uh, no. Do, but, do I want to? I think you is might, it, is, you know, because they, they've got a wicked, wicked history behind them, right? Let me just grab it quickly because I wrote a thing on it the other day and I was really impressed. Right, okay, so I will read out a bit of this. Um, so... Universal Audio was set up uh, by Bill Putman Sr. back in 1958. And he it's now run by his two sons, but Bill was responsible for the following. The 1176 compressor, the LA-2A compressor, the first artificial reverb, stereophonic recording alongside Les Paul, the 610 recording console used by Van Halen, Sinatra, Beach Boys, so on and so forth, the vocal recording booth, Multiband EQ, and uh, he he was also an audio engineer and worked on loads and loads and loads of songs that we you know we we taken hold dearly. Uh, they're a massive company now. I've got over two hundred staff. They mainly work on plugins, and um, yeah, uh, they are. There's a lot more going on with Universal Audio than um, than first than one would imagine. So when it comes yeah. to something like this, you know, uh, they're definitely not going to be rebranded Joyos. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't think he was. I don't think he was hinting at that. Uh. <laughs> However, Mr. Bimson asked if we're talking about uh, taking questions. Is the preamp house any good? Um, that's. I think that's the preamp. The little preamp Sandy's asking about. No, it's. Uh... It's like a, a dual-sized Joyo pedal, which um, it has got, uh, like essentially, like multiple different preamps within this. I, I imagine it's like a digital, um, digital recreation of the the preamps. I'll be honest; I've not, I've not heard. I've heard a few uh, demos because I, I was looking at it um, before I bought the uh, before I bought the HX Stump. Um, it seemed all right. There was there was some nice enough sounds that I heard, but I didn't want to didn't want to part with uh, <laughs> part with that much cash when I could have like stuck an extra couple of uh, hundred on top to get the cabin. get everything in one package. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the cabin was another choice. Wasn't at the uh, time though, was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't though. No. It wasn't. So I got this. Um, this is the Jam Buddy, which isn't a, a looper as you'd first expect. This is actually an amp. Um, it's pretty cool. It uh, might use some of the same technology in terms of the preamp because it's uh, it's actually a full amp. This bit yeah. above here is a speaker. 
Okay, yeah. And it's got Joe like in Boston to it, if you like. But you've got delay built into it. It's got Bluetooth as well, so you can Bluetooth music to it or whatever. Uh, it has a, a lithium-ion battery in it as well, so you can you charge it and then you can just take it with you. It's got input in and it's got phones out, and, and that's pretty good. Oh, and it still lights up, and I haven't used it in ages. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's got uh, high-gain classic modes in it. Uh, it's actually, actually got four modes. It's got two two drive modes and two clean modes. Mm-hmm. Odd. Um, you've got clean and drive, and then classic and high-gain. So... Um, that I'm guessing is similar to the preamps that they that they have. Possibly, possibly. Just um, recycled. And this is good. I, I I quite like this, but obviously I've got the Wazirs and they're better. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I'm gonna we're gonna take one last final question from the um or, or kind of one last final statement, pretty much um from the from the chat, and then we're gonna wrap it up for this week. Uh, sure, Mac. How many midas? Uh, how many users do you think actually use MIDI? Uh, Percentage-wise, five percent. I yeah, I agree. Like for me, it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a selling point. However, for me, <laughs> for me, who doesn't use MIDI, a Hoffer do. Like, yeah. I I don't need to get that that detailed a reverb sound or that detailed a um, delay uh, emulation. I think if we're talking about pedals like the um, Universal Audio pedals at that price, they need to have MIDI because yeah, people that, buying that, them have switches. That, and that's what I'm saying. Like it, you might you might have five percent of the people only utilising that, but not having it as an option seems like shooting yourself in the foot a little bit. I, uh, I disagree at five percent. I think uh, I, I would say maybe 15, 20%, maybe not 20%, but a 15% I think is, is a good, you know, is a good approximation of the amount of switches we see on boards. Um, a switcher doesn't necessarily mean MIDI. But if it's but got a switcher, MIDI... it's got the capability to do MIDI. But the, the point is that it, are you utilising that? But... I'd say uh, a more accurate representation would be the people with pedals like the Stroem and stuff on their board. Those those are the market that these pedals are going for. So you're not looking to the X, Y, and Z who have got uh, a MIDI switcher but aren't utilising those higher budget studio style uh, effects. Yeah. Those are the people you need to be looking at. And I think then you're talking the percentages that are going to go higher. I think I think the people who are spending three hundred plus on a, a pedal are the sort of are more likely to be. I think if you took the people who are going to be spending that sort of money on pedals, then the percentage of those who use MIDI is going to be higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd agree. And that is a lovely place to wrap our podcast up for this week. Podcast, podcast. Damn you, voice. Um, <laughs> So, as little as $2 a month, if you want to support this uh, podcast and live stream, you can uh, do so on Patreon. It is patreon.com slash talk, and you can be one of these awesome people who get their name read out at the end of the podcast. These people, such as Mr. Andrew Bimson, who has been in the chat, Mr. Adam Yeomans of Chef Tone Effects. Who has Mr. also been in the chat. He's also been in the chat. Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects. Who has not um, been in the chat? 
Yes, that is true. Mr. Joseph Richardson of Joseph Richardson Music and Abstractium Band. Who has not Ooh. been in the chat. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Lee. You are making this a much quicker experience for everyone involved. So, we have got Hugh Rection. Who has definitely been in the chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. And Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast, uh, who I was listening to today, and absolutely fantastic stuff. Go listen to him. Um, so, if you want to catch me online, it is Budget Pedal Chap at everything, pretty much. Uh, Instagram, uh, the other one, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and YouTube is the home of the No Talk All Tone. And this week, we are talking the Tone Bender. And then, possibly, by the time that this is out, podcast wise, there might even be another pedal. Hmm, what am I going to demo? While I try and figure that out, Lee, plug some stuff. Uh, um, um, uh, <laughs> so I am Lee of Um You are here watching us if you're listening to this or you are listening to the podcast. So thank you. You can join us on the page, the group. We've got, um, we have... Uh, Instagram as well, I forgot what that was called so we've got Instagram and we've got a great YouTube channel with great YouTubers including Mr Pe- uh, Budget Pedal Chap, including Mr Lowell who's been in the chat kindly including Mikey Magic Hands and including myself occasionally, uh, who, uh, we do a weekly news video bringing you up to date on the latest releases uh, and any other fancy news such as Josh Scott selling a clone for half a million quid and <laughs> stuff like that he, he, like, he enjoyed our video um, and yeah if you've got any questions you want to see anything from us let us know um, we are in association with um, our friends over at Tonepedia where you can go and interactively try everything out so head over to tonepedia.com and you can try all the pedals you want there's hundreds of the fuckers so go and try them and there's more and more and more coming all the time and you know what I think we're going to be releasing the rainbow machine this week well, actually it's Friday tomorrow it might be next week now but yeah um, uh, the rainbow machine is awesome <laughs> someone pull a knife <laughs> And Lal just mentioning Megazords. Uh, you've got to love the chap. He's mad as a box of badgers and twice as fun. Um, <laughs> this is where we wrap the podcast up for this week. Uh, so, from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, from Lee, and from you guys at home, it will be a tatty boy. Good night for this week. Bye, bye. See you later. Bye. 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 Does anyone want to buy my broken barometer? No pressure. <laughs> That's not the second time that we did that. But I didn't hear the punchline the first time and it was legitimately funny. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was it was really funny. Uh I, I feel that this might might make the end of the podcast. <laughs>